There it is, huh? <laughs> it's another wonderful Wednesday or whenever you downloaded this show. The show, that's right, Weekly Games Chat. And in case you didn't know, my name is Sean. I hope you're doing just swell on this week. As you know, I've got some good friends. They also are on this podcast. We talk about things. The guy who seems to always be better than all of us, his name's John, and he's right here. John, how are you doing, sir? Oh, Sean, it's a pleasure to be with you today. That's and also, that. it's a pleasure to be with the spokesman from Colombian Coffee. Uh, <laughs> and also with you. What he means by that is... Juan Valdez. <laughs> uh, Chris... Chris is Chris is one of those dudes. He's here with us, first of all. Chris, you want to say what's up? Before I go into this tangent. What's up? <laughs> yeah, what's up? The only thing he's missing from a doctor disrespect look right now is that that <laughs> fake mullet. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> Chris is the kind of dude, he's the kind of friend, and we all have them. They can grow really good beards and mustaches, like really thick and good, right? Bear-like, very manly. Um and Chris, you know, his his has started kind of changing colors like the fall. And uh <laughs> he finally he finally had kind of just let the mustache go and it was what's funny about the mustache is it is it's like an evergreen. Right? It does not get affected by autumn changes, right John? And it's and it's impervious to COVID-19. Yes, it, COVID just reflects off of it. <laughs> Why do you think Plus I grew he's this? Drinking, he's drinking beer out of the goblet of fire. <laughs> Skull. Skull. <laughs> Sorry, well, I've been and, playing and Assassin's so, Creed for seven days. <laughs> the other day, uh, he's actually inspired because we were hanging out one night, and he wanted to take the razors to the beard and leave the mustache, and I wouldn't let him. I, I'll just say he may not have been in the best decision-making mindset john on the other hand was like do it do it this is where you know you're this is where you know your true friends the one on the left who was like talking me down from the ledge and the other one who's like jump off the house yeah drunk mother (laughs) hey chris yes did you know that sean is lying to you right now none of that even happened it didn't even happen well regardless i can't i can't deny it (laughs) the mustache and beard stayed intact until today ladies and gentlemen where around i can't remember if it was lunch or just after Christmas. it was no it was 3 p.m because it was yes it was after your you had a meeting yes and now after that meeting you're pretty much good to go you're not going to work until december or some mess like well basically yeah the day before december so i had originally taken off starting from today of this podcast uh and i was through basically thanksgiving weekend and originally it was because thursday was supposed to be the release of one said game from CD Projekt Red. Now, apparently, my life is going to be spent in Valhalla. <laughs> so that's fine, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm still fine. But, you know, uh, I figure I've got I've got some time off. Why not do something fun and crazy? And, and honestly, the reason I've been doing this, I've been growing the mustache. Sean's knows. I'm sure, John, you have too for... Like I'll trim down the beard a lot of times, but I would never trim the mustache. And that's mainly just because I've been inspired by, uh, one Bob Weir from the grateful dead. I was trying to uh, like, always look at his mustache. I'm like, that thing is immaculate. So I've been trying to equal it. And, uh, Jeff friend of the show, I was talking to him and he suggested that he hasn't cut his head or his hair since we went 
to uh, working from home. He suggested I do the same with my mustache, so maybe I will, and we'll see where it goes. I think you should dye it blonde and get a Hulkamania do rag. Ooh, it really is Hulk-ish in its in its form and shape. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we were also talking um, last weekend. We can't really talk about college football because it was kind of a dud of a college football weekend for us. There was football oh. last weekend. That's so sad. What yeah. am I going to do this week if we but, can't talk about football? Well, you could be a Richard. <laughs> Just because your team but, has uh, two losses. <laughs> yeah. we And you probably don't want to talk about football for a while. It's fine. It makes sense. <laughs> LSU fans but, uh, definitely don't want to talk about football. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Yeah. I, and I was a noob to this story, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't heard it, uh, that program is in some hot water for – the way they kind of handle Stuff. how you want to say it, Chris, just situations on title nine women. situation. Let's just go yeah, with title that. nine. And it's, I, I kind of caught up on it today and I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised if that head coach is gone and there's some sweeping changes at that university. I don't um, know. I, I'll be amazed if they have a game this weekend. I'll be amazed if he is the head coach. Honestly, yeah, It's crazy. It, it's crazy. And I like, yeah, the guy, but huh? I like the guy. It's, fun to watch but I, I love the way he yeah. talks you know he's very he fit the program well because yeah you know it just it, it was good but if there's that kind of stuff going on there's no room for it it's not right and uh yeah the university's gonna make some tough decisions but they actually are easy decisions at the same time uh we hope we hope everybody uh is out there surviving the the covid increase yeah uh, you know, I mentioned there was no football last week and that's, that's why some teams players on a team that, uh, like for us, Alabama was going to play. They had COVID and I don't think it was tracing. Alabama. It was LSU who had COVID. Yeah. 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 That's what I meant. Like the team yeah. Alabama was going to play was LSU and there was COVID stuff. Uh, yeah. but it is, it is what it is. So what I do, I didn't even know there was football on. <laughs> I'm terrible. It it worked out well for me just because, you know, I was I was home all weekend. Um I was trying not to go out, I was just trying to relax. And the fact that there wasn't football basically just gave me the excuse to sink myself in a game all weekend. You know? Like I watched a little bit of football for NFL on Sunday because there were still some good games to watch, right? But Saturday yeah. I woke up at AM I started playing video games and I didn't stop playing till maybe two o'clock in the morning. Well, that's, that's cool. I haven't done that. In I, a while. I got a, a new toy. Was it Friday? I got the new toy. Yes. It was Friday. I got the new toy because we went to lunch. Yeah, we went to lunch and I didn't get to really get into that new toy until Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of leave that as a teaser there get into the yeah. toy. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, why would no, it's you not. Into well, it? why would he, you not? That's the what it's weird part. For. No, John. The like, weird part is he left the camera into, on. Like we I were left. sitting there, like, does he know he's still in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> he should. Leave. Yeah, this is personal. Uh, did I tell you guys I finished the Queen's Gambit and that it's fantastic? I think you've told us privately. I don't think you've told. I don't think I have here. Right? Yeah, it's fantastic. And once again, I'll say, uh, if somebody had pitched it to me, that it's about. Uh, a girl playing chess in the 60s 
and you're going to love it when it's done, possibly even throwing your hands up and, and feeling great about how the story ends. I would have been like, really? My, uh, my dad is actually pissed off at my mom right now. Right. Tell him that story, Chris. So, okay. So yeah, I heard first of the greatness of this, uh, I guess it's a limited series, right? It's not really a show at this point. Yeah. Seven um, episodes. And you know, he, he raved about it. Then about a week later, my friend who runs a brewery here, he posted, he said, Queens Gambit is the S word. And I was like, Oh wow. He's, you know, like I, when I think of this guy, I don't really think about someone watching someone in the sixties playing chess, right? Like that's not the show I would think hooks him on Netflix on a Friday. Right. But he, he praised it. And because of that, my dad is good friends with him. He came home. My mom had already watched it because she pretty much, she just kind of knows she has an idea of what my dad probably is going to be interested in. She'd already digested it and watched it and loved it. And, uh, he was pissed off because, uh, he never got the invite to come sit down and watch with, uh, watch with her. With the mom. And she's like, and she looked at him and she's like, it's a show about a girl in the 1960s playing chess, you know? (laughs) And like on the surface, I guess you would think it sounds like something maybe uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, especially maybe certain men might disregard, right? Because she she would well, be like the same as like, you don't ever want to watch The Crown with me. Why aren't you hype on that? You know, you never want to watch Mad Men. These are exactly. things that take place in the 60s. So I don't know. It, it uh, it's got, I mean, it's got a great vibe to it. And if you give it, a, I, I have heard, I want to say it was on Ryan Seacrest on the radio. Seacrest he's got two female co-hosts and one of the female I don't know their names I just know Ryan Seacrest anyway one loved it and the other one did not it's, hmm. it's very rare that you hear people saying they didn't like it it's one of those things it's number one on Netflix it is what it is my household now has shift gears though they're getting excited for the release of Christmas Chronicles 2 on Netflix right, Goldie oh Hawn and uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell huh yeah but uh speaking of things on the horizon Don? Chris informed me uh, that that uh, um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion yeah. is this week. I thought it was next week. Yeah, Thursday. Ex- so tomorrow ex- for for those I'm listening. I wonder if we. I mean, if you you got to figure if we watch that show and we know about the Fresh Prince, we have listeners that know yeah. about it. But do they know that it's out on Thursday and that they can watch it on HBO Max? I don't know. It's out there for we'll you. Go out. watch it. <laughs> Uh, I do know we all watched the Mandalorian's latest episode, yeah. which for me was it was really big because it brought in a a character from the animated show, and it was fantastic to see that. But I mean, that's that's when I show my Star Wars nerddom. I go I go deep, you know. This was where okay, so I didn't realize how important she was, right? Yeah, as far as you know the universe i guess of star wars universe but i was still just thrilled because of the actress and i was like Star galactica you know that's that's i won't say the character she played but you probably if you're a huge fan of uh Star galactica and i guess rebels you probably figure out who it is um but looks just like her yeah great casting bro so it Personally, I've loved this season so far. You know, yeah, I I don't. And John, you don't got to go off on the rails. I just I hope John and I privately. He was kind of he's kind of getting iffy on the show. Yeah, he's not saying he hates it, but he's just kind of like, mm, 
I'm kind of losing interest. I hope he doesn't. I hope the show actually does something to pick up, uh, you know, the excitement again. They, they had some teases in there, right? Yeah. I will say they dropped, for me, the thing I want to see the most at the end of this last episode. Like, I cannot wait to see this. Okay, Sean, don't go off the rails, okay? Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm in. Like, that's the one I want. I, I ran out and talked to my daughter and told her what it was, and she started jumping up around and doing cartwheels. She's a cheerleader. It's normal. I guess it the is what question, I guess the question is, if you, if if the show didn't give you little nostalgic tidbits every episode, like it gives you like this little this little droplet of little, ooh, remember that from Star Wars? Would you love the show? Yes. And that's the question someone have to, has to ask themselves. To well, me, I, it's just the, if it, it, it the show wouldn't like, exist. Without what? Star Wars, like it, the whole show is Star Wars. But when if it can't rest on its own laurels, then it's not then it then it's not a great show. See, I would disagree I'm not saying, there. I'm not, I saying, think I'm it, not saying it's a bad show yet. I'm saying that it's got maybe one episode to to get me get me yeah, back. Yeah. things. I guess I'm I, not saying it's bad. I, I would disagree in the sense I think it does rest well on its own laurels. Like those are nice nuggets that they What's throw out to. You know, people who are really invested into the universe, I think there's a lot there, whether you're someone who's more just on the mainstream, like there's been nuggets for you there, right? Versus someone who has gone deeper down the rabbit hole, if you will, of just like loving this universe and the different things mm-hmm. they've put out. But I think personally, like to me, the character of the Mandalorian and uh, what's his name? Pedro, uh, the actor. Pascal. Yeah, I think he Pascal, is just... Yeah. He's been great, and then like the way that they've used their guest stars from week to week—that's what's impressed me personally. Like, you know, the, sometimes it's a a more longer reoccurring character like Nick Dolte in the first more season. longer, bro. Yeah, <laughs> the first season, <laughs> but like you know, even like the one-offs that we've had this year, I've been impressed by them and how they're used. Like where, even though I might not know every detail about them, uh, especially in this past episode. I was like, these are interesting characters. Like, it makes me want to know more about them. Yeah, one of them was, like you said, from Battlestar Galactica. The other was a Mm -hmm. WWE wrestler. Yeah. And I'm not sure where the dude's from, but he's, you know, they made this trifecta of characters that, fantastic. But yeah. That was bothering me, John, if I imply (laughs) that you didn't like it, I apologize. I did not want to do that. I just wanted to basically say that, you know, you had mentioned since we all watched it that you're kind of like, it's got an episode or two left and it might lose my, I might lose its interest or it might lose its interest to me. Um, I hope not because I love that we all watch it and we get to talk about it and nerd out. Cause I know you and I both love that universe, you know? Well, it's just, it's just kind of like I thought the first episode, you know, that I'm sitting here going, okay, you guys have got me, you guys have got me invested because you've shown me uh, an Easter egg. Yeah. Now, isn't that Easter egg going to pan out in the end? And what does that mean in the end? You know, you know, it, it leaves you to think that, you know, as that first episode ends, oh, this is a new story arc for the show. Instead, what it is, is it's a wink and a nod. And it's, and it's, it, and it's designed to let you come back and let you down. Now, what it does is it gives you another one. It gives you, oh, you remember this from Star Wars? Oh, you remember this from Star Wars? And it gives you these little, these spots where it, it kind of manipulates, in my opinion, it manipulates you to stay invested on a story that really is not, you know, I mean, how uh, it's like, it's like, 
Baby Yoda can coo and wink and, 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 and eat eggs, but what is he really? What is he doing for the story? Not really that much. He's just, he's just eye candy. Yeah, I read somewhere that this action that Baby Yoda did in this, episode, this one episode, it was important, and, and here's why. And I'm like, uh, I didn't really get that from just watching it. But like, I mean, I, I'm the end was important, be, right? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, because I'm 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 vested in it. I'm gonna see it play out. And yeah, me too. They, I mean, they delivered in season one to me. Uh, from the last sh- shot, I was like, oh my god. Uh, and I feel like throughout season one, a lot of the story was its own story. Uh, and I. I I do. You made a comment about there you overusing Baby Yoda. I think you kind of mentioned that just now. Mm-hmm. If I interpreted it right, I'm dumb. I'd be dumb today, yo. But I think you said that the other day too, and I kind of, I kind of agree with it. But it, it has to be because of how popular Baby Yoda has come yeah. or become, and they just want to make sure they include the Baby Yoda in the show. And I'm like, mm. Yeah, I feel bad for him in the sense like they have this thing that is insanely popular and therefore you have to find a way to give them moments to, you know, connect or whatever. I mean, like even this past week, like there was controversy around Baby Yoda because of his actions in the previous episode, right? Like that was the thing this week for something else. Yeah, like so (laughs) it's just that's how much. You know, it's it's equivalent, I guess, um, if I'm thinking of things in pop culture and TV, mm-hmm. like Bart Simpson in the early episodes of of uh, The Simpsons, where, like, he became this just kind of thing that was holding the show everywhere, and the producers had to consistently fight of, like, no, Homer is the main character of the show. You know, mm-hmm. they had to deal with that consistently. Um, so... I feel like that is the main is he? thing here. It's like, <laughs> no, yeah, he was. He was originally the main character of the show. You know, it's about him and his family. Sometimes things just evolve and you can't But then, it. like, all of a sudden you have people doing Do the Bartman and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But, like, here, the show is not called The Child. It's called The Mandalorian, right? Yeah. So it what has to be about him. called The Child. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. well, I mean, I, I'm trying to maintain the focus that the reason Baby Yoda is still involved yeah. Is because the Mandalorian's on a mission to get him somewhere, and I'm, I'm if I if I'm in Vegas, I'm gonna slide on my money and say I believe in how it's gonna turn out because I believe that the the folks making this show mm. want to do it right. I just I I've soaked up everything I can about the people that make the show, you know, Favre, whatever his name is. This one Brett this Favre. week was uh, Ron Howard's Bryce, daughter. Yeah. yeah, Bryce. She did this. Yeah. One. No, I mean, but he's uh, John Farvo is. I'm saying his name way wrong. Jesus yeah, Christ, John Farvo. Farvo. He's the main. He's putting everything together. He's mm-hmm. the hub. Gets all the directors. Does the things. Wants it to be right. Uh, and I watch all like the behind the scenes stuff and and where they're coming from and about the episodes and the little nods that are in it. So I mean, I'm kind of in it. Look, guys, more than the average guy. The most so, important thing that you have to remember is Last Jedi is trash. Okay, that's it. I think how do you leave? the thing how do you that leave was trash was how do I go home? Rise of Skywalker that was all about your Easter eggs and nostalgia oh, I, and BS yeah. <laughs> and nothing about story. I had a mental lapse. Yes, The Last Jedi. So... 
speaking of this, which uh, uh, speaking of Last Jedi, uh, well, in Star Wars, um, this week was the end of last week tonight for the season, and Adam Driver has been a reoccurring thing uh, throughout the year that has been referenced, and they ended that bit with him so well. So if you're a Did huge fan of last something? week, huh? Was he raging like? No, him? no, no. Like the whole entire idea is that John Oliver wanted to be railed by uh, <laughs> by Am Driver. <laughs> He's like, "Take me, you hot muffin!" Like those kinds of things. Right. And he finally did a FaceTime with him. He was like, "Do you realize what you've been seeing about me? Do you realize the <laughs> things that strangers are questioning to me right now when I see them in the street?" It was it was a very nice payoff to that bit. So, I like Am, a good payoff. Yes. M driver always yeah. gives a good payoff. Wait, what? What the? F- whoa! <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Chris, how are we looking on the intro time? Which, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, this is the we point are, of the show where we just kind of ramble like we're doing. We're approaching twenty-two. So All right. I think good we're time. good. If you guys are ready to move on to that topic, yeah, let's do it. Unless there's just something pressing that doesn't fit anywhere else. The topic. Um, the topic. Time. We can talk about the crown next week. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, because we. <laughs> We are boring, right? <laughs> uh, we used to drink tea and crumpets and talk about the crown. Yes. Hey, wait. Who was the get? Oh, the prince and princess. What? I don't know. We should probably go to the topic. No, <laughs> William and somebody. They were going to be on the show. No, William's mom. You were going to have William's mom, Diana, Diana, who is dead. Princess Diana. <laughs> she was going to be themed on the show. We talked about that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I see your picture whenever I start watching the episodes because I'm behind. Um, see, topic. Yep. And we are now at the topic time where recently we have done what I just did. And then I go, hey, Chris, tell them what the topic is. The topic is Astros. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so menacing with a mustache and he gets all into character, John. Are you not entertained, John? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was that's really really good. Much like he drives an ice cream truck. (laughs) The mustache really is—it's not fair. The the brunt of jokes that it has to take. You know, at one point you weren't fair. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) You you weren't a man. Look, just because none of you are man enough to do this, just because I I watched Tombstone this weekend and I got inspired. (laughs) Listen, my wife said, I will divorce you if you rock a mustache. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. A real man would say, okay, bluff called. Dude, I really like, you know, the setup. Everything's good. I don't want to be like in a apartment that's, you know, I don't want to say that because then you'll think I'm I'm just getting you. I'm getting criticized on this <laughs> by a guy who won't wear a mustache and the other guy who is about like as much as leave it to beaver as I've ever seen him right now. Golly G, Chris. Golly, Golly G. G. Golly G. Oh my god. And this is a guy who honestly back in the day, he was like three fourths of the way there on Thor. 
Like, he had the hair. I can't do that hair. You had the hair, John. I can't do it's it It's so anymore. crazy. You it's could do crazy it. crazy for me I think you can get to it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so great. Whew. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that was free for your ears. And back to topic and radio void. Boo. Uh, yeah, I had the pleasure this week of playing Astro's Playroom. Sean. Sir. How'd you do that? We didn't get PS5s. So, yeah, I got to play Astro's Playroom. <laughs> Sean, we were sitting in line together, cues, if you will, holding hands, brother in arm, rooting for each other, and we all failed miserably. John, you remember this. Oh, I failed. Dude, I failed so hard. hard. Imagine, so the way I failed was like a guy who thinks he can dunk a basketball. <laughs> and he's like, I got this. <laughs> and he dribbles. Yeah. And he knows where he needs to jump from. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to jam this. Yeah, you do. I'm doing it. And when he goes up, the grunt he makes when the ball hits the front of the rim and Bonk. pushes his arm back. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Every time I tried to pre-order and then subsequently order a PlayStation 5. <laughs> but I have friends. And friends are nice. And things happen. Yeah. But yeah, I played Astro's Playroom um, this week on a PlayStation 5. It's fantastic. Uh, if you remember, this game is... it's uh, How do I... Do I want to say that or that first? I'll say that you don't got to pay any other monetary value for the game once you own a playstation because the game is uh pre-installed, pre-installed. Right? it's yeah. free it's already on your playstation 5 john was it the first game you played on your playstation 5 in theory uh first of all great question there's like no theory here it either was or was not <laughs> well i was thinking and let me think this is the thinking noise silence yes it was the first game played on the PlayStation 5. Uh, and I was, I had completely forgotten about it, you know, didn't know, uh, I did, I dropped the ball there. But yeah, it's, it's technically the, the sequel to Astrobot's uh, Rescue Mission, which was a VR game on PlayStation 4. And if you're a fan of this podcast, uh, or you happen to just listen to that show and now you're listening to this one, I love that. I love the, First, you bought rescue mission thing that I just mumbled. What, Chris? First question: um, Is it like a real sequel, or is it just like a sequel in the sense of like this is the second game to feature Astrobot? Like, like yeah, I know you played a ton. I'm, I'm presuming you beat it. Um, yes, but like, is this a continuation of that story of those events? And in the sense of like you know, story? No, it's it's simply the second game. Uh, it was developed by that team. I got to look at my notes. Uh, the uh, Asobi team, which was the same team that made the Rescue Mission VR game. And it's a sequel in the sense that it is simply the second iteration of you being a main character, you know, which is Astro Bot himself. So, you know, that there's that. Now, uh, I, looking in it, look at it right now from a perspective of the VR game plus this game. They they're 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 basically the same, just different things are added, different layers, uh, you know, enhancements, if you will. Where the VR game was, of course, a full out VR platformer puzzle type game. This is more of a homage to PlayStation's his history that's interwoven into the Astrobot world. 
and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, with, with all that said, you you play as the main character, Astrobot, and just like you do in the VR game, the first thing you got to do is flick him out of your controller. He pops out onto the screen. Very, very jovial. See, John, jovial means uh, just lovable guy. Uh, and he waves at you, and then you're immediately, you know, off onto your adventure. And you quickly, you quickly realize the setting of this game is in, is supposed to be inside of a PS5. And I'll get into what I mean by all that in a minute. Um, and you, uh, you pick whichever area you want to go first, and you're off to the races. You can still do the basic moves like jump, hover, and punch. Um, that you became accustomed to when you played VR Astrobot, or if you never have, it's very user friendly. The uh, prompts that come up to explain what to do uh, are very uh, intuitive and you know work fantastic. I can say that because my nine year old started playing the game, and as they would come up, the things where you needed to learn to jump and hover to use your rockets to maybe you know blow up a, a an enemy. She picked up on all that really, really quick. The thing that's super new and super great about the game, obviously, is it's on a PS5, which means you get to play the game using the haptic feedback controller, the Dual Sense. That's brand new. Uh, from what I've read and what I've been told by friends, this was the game that was developed with the intent to introduce all new users of the PlayStation 5 uh, into what the haptic dual sense controller is how it works how it feels i thought you were going to say something john you leaned up so, this is, so for lack of a better term re- regardless of how good it might be or how the quality this is a sort of a demo feature for the for the for the system i i think so uh and i think that's why it was free i think they said we know people like astrobot he's our little he's in a way our little mario if you will uh and let's let's give the people a game for free and let's show off our new technology. So I think saying it's a demo of that new technology is fair. Uh when you read reviews and you talk and you talk about the dual sense controller and if you happen to cross those up with reviews of Astrobot, they talk about how that's the star of the show is that controller. And it really is, you know, a masterpiece. So. I, f- I feel like this is at its core from what I've read a demo and a plea to third party yeah. creators to, you know, yeah. take advantage. Cause I, I imagine all the first party people are right. Yeah. It's just to confirm John, John, you know, you hit it on the head and you just did too. You, you, what's, what's, what's amazing though is yes to that. It's a demo and a plea to say, Hey, look, this is what we can do. You find yourself thinking, Oh, I'm just going to play this for a few minutes and you can't get enough of it. It, the, the replayability, the attachment, uh, the desire to want to continue on in the story. Uh, it's not really a story. You just know that there is this, it's an unspoken story of what's going on. Like I told you, when I, when you start off, you're in a plaza and I quickly noticed, you know, like a CPU fan and something that looked like an SSD. (laughs) And as you run around the plaza and you hover over the areas, they're all named for components that are inside the PlayStation. So it's almost like, Hey guys, here's our free game. Here's our new cool controller. And then let's, it's a very, to me, a genius idea. Let's make levels that are tied in and based off of these components that we can highlight that are really cool about our system. 
Um, but I, I just did not shy away too far from the DualSense controller. I got to tell you guys, it, it it lives up to its hype. It's to its billing. Um, it just it makes things like like walking in the rain. There's an area where your little robot pops out an umbrella. You feel the rain and you hear a sound. And it's like you're walking in the rain with an umbrella. That's pretty cool. Uh, There's another part where you're approaching a door and there's a wind force coming at you. And there's a dust slash dirt storm. And you, the sound you hear with the force of having to move towards that makes you feel like you're going through like a dust storm. It's crazy. Um, there are some other new additions to the game I'll get into and, and I'll re-highlight how the haptic controller or the, I'm sorry, the dual sense with the haptic feedback really highlights the new things. But um, your main world that you start off in is they call it the CPU Plaza. Uh, and what that's really meant to do is it's meant to uh, show off the internal components of the PlayStation five. And that's where all the levels are. And that's where they're named you. And if you're like me, I quickly went to look at how many of those there were and thought, uh, is this game going to be long? Like, cause there's four, there's the GPU jungle, which of course, you know, talking about their GPU, there's cooling springs. Hey, that's the SS- cooling. Yeah, there's the SSD Speedway. Hey, that's the and, memory. <laughs> uh, no, and then there's Memory Meadow. So, sorry, that's uh, the hard drive and the memory. My bad. Yes, yeah, so that's and there's four of those, and within those four are four, I guess, sub worlds you start off in. So you walk into the main one, and then if you actually pull up the map, you'll notice there's four different points you're going to hit, and you kind of got to get to each one of those checkpoints. So. Uh, world split into four uh, sub uh, worlds, and then in the worlds, there's four sub worlds. Two of those are going to be regular platforming, right? So you're in a world, and out of those four, platforming normal stuff. And the game is a really, really solid platformer, by the way. And then there'll be two parts in that sub story or that sub world where there is a special power up you're going to get. That could be a weapon you're introduced to. Uh, one of the weapons that I enjoyed was the was the addition of a bow and arrow. There was a gun that was kind of like a, a tennis ball shooting gun. That was pretty cool, but the bow and arrow was pretty dope. I liked that. Uh, but then it could also be something like a power-up. The first one I got introduced to, my little robot guy jumped into a ball. I had to zip up the ball using the DualSense controller, and then I became the controller of the ball Using the touchpad, I had to navigate through the stage. Very cool. Um, another example, as you're playing, uh, one of my favorite ones was you hop into a monkey suit. And let me pull the controller, and you guys help me describe this motion. So you're holding the controller, and the things come up, and you have to hit either L2 or R2. L2 or R2 are going to be the monkey reaching the either left hand or right hand to the next thing you're grabbing but you have to do the controller like this is that like a tilt would you do would you describe that as a tilt yeah I would describe that as a tilt Sean. yeah so you tilt it and the uh, as you do that the monkey swings so then you get ready to push like the left hand if you tilt left right hand if you tilt right but you can't just do the triggers yeah and that kind no 
if you just push the trigger, mm-hmm. he just kind of reaches to nothing. Okay. And hmm. and they they have a unique way of starting out when you get into a new suit, whether it's the monkey or the ball. Very easy right at first, and then layers are added to where eventually at the end of whatever you're doing in that suit, very, very challenging. We'll keep, we'll stay on the monkey. For example, you get up to a wall and you're like, Oh, I got this climbing thing going on. Well, then all of a sudden the wall is rotating. Only one side of the wall has hand, you know, grips. The other four, the other three sides are death traps. Uh, you think you get past that. Now there's a bar you have to grab on with both hands and then start spinning your controller Almost like you were a jump rope, not spinning the controller, but moving your arms like you're jumping rope so, so the monkey can spin. It's kind of doing that Nintendo thing where it's like, hey, we've got this gyroscope technology. Let's take advantage of it and combine it with these. Yeah. I, I got to say, I didn't think on. of, I, I don't know why. I didn't think of the Wii and the Wii controller at all using hmm. this controller because of the, the, the way that they integrate each control mm-hmm. with the Wii controller, you, you push like that trigger button on the back and moved your arm to bowl and did stuff like that. Well, right? I'm more so even just now thinking of the switch, right? Like the fact that there yeah. are games where if you have yeah. it, you know, uh, outside of like not in docking state, but like, you know, in your hands, you can move it around. Like Mario Kart 8, you can do that. Yes. Yes. And, like, but the thing is every, every time Nintendo has tried to make me use the gyroscope, personally, I cut it off. I can't stand holding that. Agreed. The console and using it. They found a way to package this and made me excited when the next thing came up that I had to use and and do that. It really it really highlighted on that demo level and even an adventure level on what can be done to use the uh haptic controller, you know, moving forward. It was uh fantastic. There's the other thing that was really fun. The other animal was a frog. And instead of using it left and right to climb, the left and right made you jump. Uh, and then the tilt would be the angle of your jump. So imagine the layers of things they can do as a frog. Uh, really, really. I, I'm telling you guys, if you get a chance to, don't sleep on the game. Really try to dive into it and enjoy it because it's, it's, it was quite a treat. Um, I, I know when we were deciding on the topic this week, uh, there was a chance that maybe it was a call of duty or miles Morales. And once I realized this was, let's be, I'm going to be completely honest. It was free. I said, let's give it a go. You know, it's there. Let's highlight it and go with it. we got think, plenty of time to play other games, right, John? Well, I thought it was a good pick just because of the fact that like for most people, the way this generation is, it's so much more digital than any before. Right. So I imagine like for me personally on the Xbox series X here, I spent my first couple of hours working mainly because of the fact that I was downloading games and the fact that this comes packed in and is a great example of the technology that is within the controller itself I would not be surprised if a lot of people do fire this up and this is the very first PlayStation 5 experience they're going to have, right? It's a solid one, yeah. And it's kind of, if you think about it, like I did, Mm -hmm. you know, from a business standpoint, when you've got something new, smart business owners, I think, almost give away their product for free. 
and make you want to have it again. And then they slowly introduce a price tag to it, but they get it out to the people, you know, the masses first. And if that was Sony's intent to do this, I think it's a great tool. Uh, we know that the playstations, the ones they have, everybody bought them all up. So everybody's going to have a dual sense controller and they're going to have this game on their console. Yeah. Um, I do think it's different, you know, on how Michael Microsoft approached the connect back in the day. That was a fantastic technology. I love the connect, but it just kind of, I don't know. They did something that felt different. Who knows? I actually think um, looking at this controller and the feedback I've heard from various people who've gotten to play it over the last couple of weeks, the studio I'm most excited to see in its hands is uh, Quantic Dream because I felt like they were the ones who fully invested in the things that the PS3 controller could do, PS4, and now you're giving them just so many more tools to yeah. work with like not just triggers not just uh gyroscope but like this idea of like as you just said having an umbrella open and feeling those raindrops you know on your controller as you're sitting there like to me that is exciting for what they can do with it Dude, i don't know they, if everyone will take full advantage of this they probably won't yeah, yeah but, but hopefully they do it's it's a cool asset to have you know like when rain hits an umbrella it, it hits mm-hmm. left, right, center, left, right, center, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, center. That's how it was hitting the controller. That's awesome. So that's how it captured the feeling of I'm getting rained on without getting wet, you know? <laughs> uh, in each world, so like I mentioned, there's four worlds with four sub-worlds, two of which are platforms, two of which introduce either a new suit or new weapon or whatever. There's stuff to do other than just completing the world. And I, I, w- I will tell you, if you play the game, and you happen to maybe you recognize yourself as I got to get from point A to point B. I don't want to smell the roses. You're going to miss a lot of what the game is going to offer because there's a lot of stuff to do in each world Uh, as as you know, you're going to tackle all of the things, but then you can also do a lot of collecting. There are some coins that you collect. And in this game, the coins are used to uh, back in the plaza and something called the PlayStation they spell it L-A-B-O. I'm going to say Labo, which is, to me, you know, John's giggling. He knows why, Nintendo. Uh, but you use the coins in a a claw machine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a gotcha machine uh, where you can get additional things. And let me highlight everything first. So you can get puzzle pieces in the world. Those puzzle pieces eventually fill out a PlayStation mural in the wall, in the plaza, along the wall looks very rad. I can't wait to get all the puzzle pieces. Um, and you can also collect these things called artifacts. And when the first one you get, it pops up and the artifact would be maybe like a PlayStation I or a PlayStation two. They're all the, all the things that are tied into every console ever for PlayStation, uh, are the artifacts you go, you go find and, you know, go off the beaten path to get. And, they're cool because they end up being displayed in your labo area. And boys, if you get the you get the chance to maybe see what I'm talking about as I'm talking, I'll I'll walk this way and let's see if you can do it. But it's cool because you've got this center plaza, and then when you walk into it, you see all the stuff. You guys see that? 
John, that's yeah. uh that's called sixty frames per second right there, by the way. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And then along the wall is the mural. You can see some of the uh some of the things I've done. And there's a place. Oh, look at their PS4. Oh, wow, look yeah. at that PS2 right there. PS2. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah, man. Oh my lord, there's a little fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what? you're good. You're good. You're good. I didn't go Drink all the beer. way with it. There's I didn't go all the way with it. I didn't go. I had that too. Wow. Yeah. And this is this is what this does. It's a nostalgic. It, yeah, this is hitting me right here. Just looking at this. So I, I'm jealous. Right, I think if, if you were a guy who, you know, or a kid that just got a PS4, this may not strike you as it did me. But these artifacts, once they started kind of showing them to me, I was like, oh, that means this is going to be in there. This is going to be in there. Sean. And. What? No, keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, and Catch then up. eventually you have these old relics of a PlayStation world of your youth, if you will, if you're our age, of all the memories that were associated with it. It doesn't stop there because as you go through the level, mm-hmm. and even in this little, your little main hub area where the PlayStation Labo area is and whatnot, there are a ton of bots other astrobots that obviously are not as cool as you because you are the astrobot they're performing a ton of um cinematic type scenery or or i should just say there's a ton of scenes mm-hmm. uh that pay homage to previous games on previous playstations i've heard uh, there's it, a crash bandicoot one there there's a crash bandicoot there's an uncharted 2 one there's a literally an airplane stuck in one of your levels <laughs> and the Astrobots, one's kind of hanging on and he's got Nathan Drake's, you know, gun satchel thing around his chest. That's awesome. What's cool is all of the bots, <laughs> they're recreating the scenes on purpose. So there's like a cameraman, there's a director, and it's just homage. Uh, it could be all either current exclusive or past exclusives. One of the cool ones was the God of War one I saw. I saw mm. a Resident Evil one. I saw the Uncharted 2 one. I mean, they, there's a ton of them that are going on. Some are not so... You got to think about what it is. I saw Horizon Zero Dawn one, and you know that game is the jam. Was there Final so, Fantasy Seven one? Uh, I'd have to Google it. Not sure. Not sure. Mm. Uh, but super uh, that kind of stuff. The, the the intent of the game is clearly to show off the controller, mm-hmm. introduce you to another adventure for Astrobot. It's meant to to make you. Go, I'm just I'm just gonna play five minutes of this game, and then two and a half, three days later, you're like, I, I got more puzzle pieces to get. I got to get that last artifact. I'm getting trophies. Like they do really good at tying that in. Now, if you're an Xbox guy who just got a PS five that you may go, this is stupid. I don't care about that stuff. But like you heard Chris who saw it for the first time. Yeah. And he's going, Oh, that's cool, man. And it, that's what it is. It, it's, get, it it's definitely cool. give me the, uh, nostalgic throwbacks. Like just seeing the, the divider out for four players there. Yeah. Yeah. Like from PS one. Wow. Super dope. Right. Yeah. So see, there's four, I told you there's four levels and as you're completing each set of levels down below, there's a box that pops up one of the iconic PlayStation logos. What's in the box? When you're you're done, you think that. So when you're done with completing the four, the box opens and you go, what is this? Uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but if if you guys know this, there was a pretty, uh, about 1994, there was a demo done by Sony. And this, uh, when the box opens, you go back to that demo. It's pretty epic. Uh, and and I, 
while I I don't want to ruin that, I do like, and it made me think of this on, on I think on the last maybe the last part of each level, there's a boss. I remember, and they're, they're not the hardest. The game itself is not hard, but it can be challenging at times if you're not getting your timing right or your jumps right. Uh, it's just, it's a joy. The game is an absolute joy. I'm so glad that I got a chance to play it. I really, really do. Uh, now, Sean. Okay, so I want one, so we're just going to have to make that happen. <laughs> now, Sean. Um, yeah. So this was your first experience with the PS5. You know, uh-huh. last week I kind of laid down my initial impressions of the Series X. Yeah. Maybe uh, what are your initial impressions so far of what you've experienced? I mean, this is obviously not the only game you've played on PlayStation 5. Yeah. Uh, but how are you feeling so far? You know, you went, I, I literally watched this purchase go down, like in front of me. <laughs> like I Thought about taking a knife because I could have like in a back held alley. both people. <laughs> yeah, I could have held both people hostage and and taken it for myself, but I did not. So, what what are your early uh, impressions on the PS5 overall? About well, this? I'll say I'll start from the when you first when you first see the box that it comes in, you go, "Oh my god, that thing is huge!" Yeah, uh, and then you people realize, say that with my box. Wait, what? It what? was a little <laughs> what? It I got to be honest, the unboxing I did it in front of you guys. It was kind of exciting, but at the same it time, awkward. it was really awkward. Was it really? It's yeah, it's it definitely in between the two of ours. I mean, like Sean, would you agree that Xbox had the better packaging? Yes. Yeah. This was a very generic. Oh my god, it's COVID. We got to get these things out packaging. And it was so <laughs> weird because, like, I feel like the X is definitely nowhere near as artistic of an item as the PS5, right? So, like, to open it up and be like, here's this beautiful-looking device, right? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's in a box with some styrofoam protection. Exactly. That <laughs> Compared was to was Xbox, no... like, I opened it up, and it was, like, in the center of the box, and it was like, power yes. your dreams. Yeah. Yes. It had, the PlayStation had none of that. Uh, and then when I pulled it out of the box, which I never do, by the way, uh, <laughs> it was gigantic again. Yeah, it was <laughs> like you, oh. because of like what you've been through this year, you were, uh, you're like, I have to think about this. Yeah. Like, how am I going to approach this? <laughs> one of the, one of the friends was like, can you hold up a PS4 next to it? And I was like, yeah, no, I realized <laughs> no, cause it's heavy and I have one and a half arms. I have both arms, ladies and gentlemen. One's just very weak. And uh, yeah, so, and then I go set it up. Uh, it's very easy. The If you happen to be a nerd like myself and you read the book on quick setup, very easy. You know, you hook your stuff up, you turn it on, and there's there's the, the customary, you know, setup screens. And, and I, I found myself wanting to know if it was going to be as easy as Chris's was for his Xbox, which was... I think it was a little more in depth than yours. I do. Yeah, there like literally. I, like I said, I was I was downloading an update to the system and at the same time I was completing all the setup necessary things on my phone. So basically, five minutes, I was good to go. Uh, this probably was more like ten minutes, possibly okay. because I was reading each so question, good. and I was like, "Do I want to report everything to Sony when it messes up? If it messes up." Do I want my friends to see me? 
well, online? If you're just a blind loyalist, you just say yes to everything and then it but cuts I, the I will out. say that once you get into the to the thing, uh the uh dual sense controller, I had heard that it was not that big or as big as an Xbox controller. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's that's BS. This thing is massive in my hands. And I think it's kind of thick. I think it's packed with haptic technology. It's, you, is would you say it's bigger than a standard Xbox controller? Yes. Really? Is it heavy? Oh. It's got some weight to it. Yeah. Because yeah. I've heard really like I, I've heard when like especially if you're doing AstroBot, um, the battery life is not necessarily the greatest thing. Like the prices, you're getting all these wonderful next gen features in the controller, but the prices, of course longevity yeah, you're, you're, you're losing that stuff yeah i will say i noticed i probably had the controller off the charger for about a night and then the next day at some point i had to really hook it back up but it does come with that USB-C cable okay. which is great well, that's, that's the new standard yeah but let's see if i can get these yeah they're definitely equal well, now yeah. for sure i'm telling you this the i'm holding the xbox one in one hand and the New PS5 in the other, and the Xbox feels way smaller, way lighter. And it's hmm. got rechargeable batteries in it, like a battery pack. But uh, as far as the system setup itself, um, took some getting used to if you're used to holding that PS button and, and having the the screen look like it does. This is a little different. A couple little shortcuts you got to learn to get to your friends list. Yeah. Uh, suspend games and whatnot. There's a big focus when you go to the home screen on... Uh, let's see here on the PlayStation store, PlayStation plus PlayStation. Now all that kind of stuff. And then I noticed it's kind of funny. You go into the PlayStation store and you want to see PS five games <laughs> and there's like, I don't know. Not that see, many. It's one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six rows that they're claiming are PS five games. But in that, in those rows, there's a couple of games that aren't out yet. Hmm. Like death loop. Or yeah. the new Hitman. I think it's a pre-order maybe. Uh, but then you notice after you see, uh, I don't know, two rows, then you start seeing games that are, yeah, it's a PS5 game, but mm-hmm. it's also a PS4, Xbox, you know. There's not really a lot of, uh, you know, they're putting Fortnite on there. Is it, so, uh, but, would you say so far it's been very quiet? I know like pretty super much. quiet. The, yeah, I was about to say the the thing about this is when they did that breakdown of the system itself, there is a huge, huge heat sink in there. Yeah. And like, the loudest you would you're imagine hear this thing, like you, compared to the PS4, especially. Dead, quiet as a mouse. When, the loudest yeah. you're going to hear is when you load a disc in. I got, yeah. Uh, I put a disc in the disc bay. It's loading the game up real quick mm-hmm. and then it's done. Quiet. Nice. Pure quiet. Now, I have not put like say Horizon Zero Dawn or Last of Us in it yet mm-hmm. to see one how it plays, two if it makes a lot of noise or anything like that. Uh, but you know, Call of Duty has been in it, mm-hmm. and it loaded what it needed, and it's been very quiet. If it's pulling data off the disc while I'm playing, not noticeable at all. Uh, let's go ahead and remind everyone though. Once again, it's gigantic. Uh, I look down at my entertainment center. And it's laying there on its side, and you go, Lord Jesus. It looks like that the size is... of a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> yes, they're they're for, really big. So be ready for that. 
the the question uh, everyone wants to know, Sean, did you go vertical or horizontal? Well, because of my setup, mm-hmm. I went I went um, horizontal, which meant I did not have to get a screwdriver out. If you're going to use the mount for verticalness, there is a screw you have to take out and mount it differently, and it's for support. That's our, there always is. It's just a different method, whether you go horizontal or vertical. You know what I'm saying? Well, to be I fair, to be, I'm with you. I'm with you right now. <laughs> like, I wish I could put my console vertical, but because of where it is, like, I guess I could have positioned my TV on its mount a little bit higher where it would not be an issue. But because of where it is, I'm like, well, vertical or horizontal it is. So Yeah, I was when you told me that, I was a little disappointed that you didn't put that Xbox up. I want to. I, I guess I could I put know. it like on a stand to the side, but I want it on my actual entertainment console, in my view. So yeah, John, were you about to say something? And we cut you yeah. off. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just you know, Sean and Chris both have next gen consoles. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Isn't that so nice? I'm just so happy for him. John. Do you uh, want to? Hey, I just want to stand on John, my head and just John. You what? can come over tomorrow and touch it. I won't let you turn on and actually see it because I feel like that would be like the Ark of the Covenant moment from Raiders of the Lost Ark. But, you know, you can see it if that's what you need. No, guys. I'm just happy for you. Both I, of you. That, that was uh, the largest, like, F you. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to talk anymore. I'm devastated. Hey, hey, John. I hope you get up yep. tomorrow and uh, and get a card because I know that's what you're going for next. Is it tomorrow? And it's the 18th, right? Tomorrow's the 18th. Oh, that's, you should probably check tomorrow me, then. Just that to be makes sure. me so happy. Uh, Chris, am I doing good? Can I go ahead and give a Richard, you think? Are I think it's time? Richard's time. So, yeah, Sean, All right. if you're going to yeah. rate Astrobot uh, or Astro's Playroom, yes. Right? Uh, what would you give it? So, uh, yeah, it's going to get a pretty good rating from me. I want to reiterate that it's a great platformer. Uh, if you if you uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, it's got a, a lot of new stuff added, like those suits that I talked about that work really well with that dual sense controller. A um, little bit addictive, not too challenging, but fun and kind of challenging to get the things you want to get done. Uh, the visuals, PlayStation Five is stunning. I'm playing on my 4K TV. Damn the much. game is a beautiful, beautiful, you know, from a visual standpoint, just beautiful. Also, uh, you guys know I love the soundtrack. The game has a little bubbly, you know, buttery beat soundtrack going to it, and they match each level. An example I want to highlight is on the SSD level. You hear a little oomch, 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 and then you hear a robot go SSD, oomch, oomch, oomch. It made me very happy. Uh, And people saying so far, and it makes me happy uh, that it's the best use of that haptic, haptic feedback. Uh, if you notice, I haven't really said anything negative about the game. Yeah, uh, you haven't. It's free. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.75, easy. Ooh. Thought about giving it a nine, but I think it's just a little too short, and you don't really have that. Well, I did say it doesn't have a quote unquote story. Uh, it's more of an adventure you kind of hop on. I mean, Mario, dude, when you played it, you knew that you had to go save the princess. I don't know what I'm doing in Astrobot, but checking out computer parts for the PlayStation, and you know stuff <laughs> but i love every minute of it so 8.75 easy guys if again if this is if you get your hands on a playstation 5 and it's on your console play it you'll enjoy it now say uh what was it buttery beats say yeah, that five buttery. times fast 
like legit. <laughs> you don't have to do it. I just, I was like, but uh, uh, thank you for indulging. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm glad you enjoy this because I literally cannot think of another point, you know, because usually like you would back in the day, one at a time, you'd go in the store and pay for your thing, pick it up or, and then leave. But I literally watched this transaction go down and I thought, why did I not bring my knife with me today? That's all I needed. And I'd be good to play Miles Morales, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be recovering from a knife wound. Hopefully you wouldn't. You recovered from one thing. It, yeah. I mean, it's you fine. Could, yeah. I mean, I did. I was reminded today that I did fall off a motorcycle going 70 to 75 miles an hour. I didn't remind that to you. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, like I said, uh, that might've been my one. Um, you might just cut me barely with a knife in it and I bleed to death. Who knows? For sure. Who, who knows? But, uh, yeah. Cool. 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 We're in next gen area. We're next gen world guys. Like John said, Chris has got that Xbox. Ooh. Uh, life is life is good if you're a gamer and and please all thoughts and prayers. You're muted, John. John. <laughs> you're muted. <laughs> he was like, it was like, <laughs> he is, is it good to be a gamer right now? <laughs> but I feel good. It feels John, good to be in the next generation. It John, <laughs> we need all the good vibes for John, all of them. Hey, to make all of his 5700 XT that. is perfectly fine, and I love you. Yeah, but you know, you know the fear of missing out. You know how it is. He hates it when I say I love him. He hates it. it. See, see, he's like, I can't counter <laughs> that because <laughs> it's true in his heart. All right, let's go to the news. For sure. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. They heard me Oops. say news. <laughs> One week I'm gonna cut the effect on and just say that's not. This is this makes it you know live and 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 real and right now and they know we're here. No, but you do need an effect. You know it needs to feel it needs to feel raw and dirty. Oh, uh, it's a, it's a it's I a think, great expansion for your eardrums. I think it yeah. needs to feel. Epic! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get me a board with effects too, sir. We're gonna battle. We're going to bow, as you would say, it, bow. Uh, but speaking hey, of... you guys have next-gen consoles, you might as well get a better soundboard. I'll exactly. just be over here. Hey! Hey, John. Yeah. How's that you know 5700 XT, buddy? Yeah, we, what we should do is <laughs> let John read the first news article this week so he can get back in the swing of things, you know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, expansions have been announced for Immortals Phoenix Rising. and hopefully- Already? Hopefully, I'll be able to get them. <laughs> Ubisoft has announced the Immortals Phoenix Rising will have three DLC expansions that feature new heroes with one story that will take place in Chinese mythology. Nice. The game will also have free in-game events, weekly dungeon challenges, and daily quests. The first DLC is called A New God. Hmm. And I think that's what uh, Sean calls uh, his Richard. At, At one point. Phoenix in a new adventure set in Olympus Palace. Like the second expansion is called Myths of the Eastern Realm <laughs> to be set in Chinese mythos. Uh, see, Sean, mythos. Uh, it will feature a new hero called Ku. Uh, and Ku will have a unique style inspired by Chinese martial arts. The final expansion is called The Lost Gods and will feature a new hero named Ash. Hmm. And this is uh, this is uh, revving up to be quite an exciting game that I'm 
very much looking forward to uh, coming to you December 4th. On so basically I'm, I'm, you're saying I, I have... We're in, John. I have six days to beat this? Oh, well, no. you got all these dates in your head, dude. I don't know how you do it. There's sure. one. Yeah, Chris has There is one it. date in December that matters, okay? And it is not Christmas. Oh, Sorry. Cause, yeah, because of cyber. Yeah. 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 Six days to beat it. Like originally, like the reason I was taking off this Wednesday was so I could finish up in my mind Assassin's Creed as much as I could get in before, you know. Yeah, yeah. Thursday. It turns mm-hmm. out. And now, it's going to be very mm. embarrassing for me if we talk about Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. and Chris has finished it and I haven't. That's going to irritate me. It's and a possibility. Know, look, What's I mean, your power year level now? Last year we had this, was it last year? No, it was two years ago. We had this contest mm-hmm. about Odyssey, like who would get more And you beat time. me. Yeah, I did. I did. But now you're taking a week and a half off. <laughs> and I'm already <laughs> ahead of you. And well, there's just, no Halo to play on his Xbox. You know, nope. he's like, what else Hyrule, do I play? Hyrule Warriors is coming out Friday. So what we well, need there to you push go. Focus on, on that. Listen, <laughs> what we need to push on Chris is that he need he does need to get Miles Morales and play it on his PS4. Get him away from Assassin's Creed. It's been. Get him on Miles Morales. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll be honest. There is a part of me that is like pulled like. Yeah. On one hand, I watched the technical videos on Miles Morales, both in like the uh, ray tracing versus performance mode, and then like another yeah. part of me goes like, "Well, I played Spider Man on PS4. There's no and it reason was fine. I can't." Yeah, it's fine. I'm sure it's, it's fine. Good. Just come back down to my level, previous gen, <laughs> previous gen John. <laughs> I just look at my PS4 and I'm like, "I'm so sorry. You didn't do anything wrong, baby." It's not you. It's me. It's not your fault, girl. <laughs> no, that's how you need to look at your uh, Nintendo Switch. Oh, when I look at I think about the additions to Super Mario 3D All-Stars because Dude. good news for old school fans of Super Mario Sunshine. You can now play the game using a Nintendo GameCube controller. I'm having flashbacks to Smash Bros. just hearing that. The controller can only be used in TV mode, and all displays will not reflect the Nintendo GameCube controller. Players will need the GameCube controller adapter to use the controller on the Nintendo Switch, and the inclusion of invert controls has addressed two of the main concerns of the game. John, do you plan to go to your GameStop this weekend and hoard away GameCube controllers and adapters so that you can finally experience Mario Sunshine as it was intended. I don't know yet. I don't, I just, you know, the, the, uh, there's, there's like the silent, shoot, the lap, how do they call it? The vocal minority. There you go. There. (laughs) Silent majority. Silent majority and the vocal minority. Vocal minority talk about, you know, the implementation of these controllers and the the implementation of inverted controls. I'm just not one of those guys. We'll see. I haven't, I re- it's still in the cellophane. Um, see, so. John, cellophane is, see, that's you, funny because you said it and the then I see John, you. John, you know what I mean? do you at least put the game in a place where it can see you and judge you for its neglect? I feel like you should do that. No, it's it's not that. It's just the the switch has sort of been in the possession of my beautiful wife because she's been playing your wife. Wow. So, you know, the sad uh, part is, um, Sean. Okay, he just came back, and I was going to say like, you're neglecting Nintendo, but 
all things of these next two stories say you should not be neglecting Nintendo. Yeah, because for sure, uh, John, you've got that game on your Switch. Like you mentioned, Hyrule Warriors is coming out, and that could be why you know, Nintendo's still kind of like a champ for rocking out what it's doing right now. True. So this is when you say, speaking of champ, winner well, and steel champ. <laughs> the winner and still champion. According to MPD, Nintendo has claimed the second highest October sales of any video game console in history. That's of all time, folks. Uh, second only to the Wii in October of 2008. Nintendo has recorded the best-selling video game console for 23 straight months. And according to Doug Bowser, no relation, best Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite continue to provide one-of-a-kind gaming experiences on the TV or on the go, allowing holiday shoppers to the choice of a video game system that matches their lifestyle. Ooh. Seeing encouraging sales growth like this in the fourth October of Nintendo Switch proves to us that the system has many more years and great games to come. Mm. End quote. Amidst rumors of a new Switch console coming in 2021, outlook for the company continues to look just fine with no signs of slowing down. So here's and the question. And if I can't get a PS5 or Xbox One X series, Crap. That's not the name of it. <laughs> uh, here's the question, John. Yeah. So, obviously, right now, the availability of both the Series X and the PS5 limited, right? Mm-hmm. But, of course, it's yeah. the launch. So, there are going to be a lot of sales in this month just because of pre-orders and all of that. The yeah. question is, has Nintendo, because of course there's so much further in the console development process going to sell more in november than the ps5 and the series x what do you think well series no. x and i guess series s combined no yeah. no i don't think don't so think either so? i i think there's you know definitely an interesting take to look at the data to see mm-hmm. if it does pan out because there are going to be switches available you know um but I think there's so many, there's so much excitement for this next gen. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, somebody I follow on Twitter, her name is Nintendo Fangirl. She says this is still the best console of this generation, like the mm. new one. So, you know, it's I, I will point out this, and I uh, hope you guys, if you want to snag up a Nintendo Switch, I saw on the Walmart Black Friday ad oh. that I want to say later in November, the Switch Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Bundle. It's going to go for $299, folks. I was about to say, because please don't talk about Walmart and PS5s. No. No, I'm just saying that. That's a... Nintendo stuff doesn't go on sale a lot, and I've seen for this season stuff like that happening. Um, What was the price for... Did they say the price for Mario Kart 5? I don't know. Are you... Was that a drunk question? Possibly. Did you say Mario Kart 5? I'm sorry. (laughs) 8... <laughs> no, it's the bundle, so it's two ninety nine. You get the game plus the system for two ninety nine. I mean, Chris is drinking. There, there is a part that wants to for me to rebuy Mario Kart Eight. Yeah, and same. I've resisted because I haven't but found it on John, to the level that I want it. to. 
Well, this is yeah. We're gonna starting to slide off the cracker. It's it's, it's fine. You can't prove anything. Uh, you know, I, let's put the let's put the uh, disclaimer out there right now. I am secretly enjoying it happening. John is gonna start giggling. Uh, Chris is off work until right before December. Is yeah, my he, Friday? He's, he's feeling good. Let's just leave it at that. Can is he read my the next one? I don't care if it's his turn. <laughs> MPD for October. Shut up! I got it. Okay, go for it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stay uh, on the Nintendo hype train and note that Nintendo has published, according to the latest NPD number, nine out of the last or nine out of the top 20 games for October. Uh, these games include Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and Animal Crossing. The top spot, however, belongs to, not a surprise to me, a sports title by the name of FIFA. Here's the month's top 10. We'll start at number one. That's FIFA 21. Uh, Madden NFL 21 sits at second spot. Watch Dogs Legion makes an appearance at number three. Another sports title, NHL 21, sits at number four, which is, that's a little bit of a surprise to me because, you know, hockey. Uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit in at five. Super Mario 3D All-Stars at six. That's a little low for me. I don't know if you guys feel that way. Animal New uh, Crossing New Horizons at seven, back to back, back to back to back Nintendo titles. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons at number eight. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare at number nine. You gotta wonder how Modern Warfare got up there. If it was because people wanted to, I don't know. That's a weird one for me. Mm. Uh, but anyway, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Wraps up our top ten NPD games for October. Any surprises on there? Any any thoughts? <laughs> prayers? The the comment I would make is I'd be willing to bet this is the weakest October in years. Right? Like Crash Bandicoot <laughs> 4 It's About Time is coming at number 10. I wonder games, if it's because... Games you know, like Animal Crossing gonna- are coming in there. Like we see these things of like these games that transcend time like GTA... You know, those kind of things creep in on those when we're looking at MPD in the summer months and all that. But usually this is the time of year they drop off. This is the yeah, one but month. COVID changed everything. Yeah. About transcending time. Transcending yeah. time, bro. Like GTA 5, bro. Like just like what he said. You know? But like okay. the I most, the biggest disappointment though, <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion, a new game is coming in behind Madden. That came out in August. Like this is, this was not a great month. I'm sorry. Like even Star Wars Squadron, I'm surprised it's that low on the list. It should be higher right now, of where it is. How weak has been this year? When you consider there has well, been that, no other like Squadrons came out on what the 15th. There was nothing from the 15th to the 31st, and it only managed seventh. On this list, that's a problem. Eighth. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. No, yeah, I agree with you, man. It's it's everybody's at home. Gamers are at home gaming, but they're not investing a lot of money into games. If that makes sense, they're, yes. they're catching deals. They were waiting. Playing old stuff. Well, it's not a problem because everybody's saving up 500 bucks to get a new console. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. It's probably so, they were waiting. But what 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 game was ever going to beat FIFA? 
honestly. Oh, um, I agree with that. A worldwide hit, and you know, Madden sells pretty huge as it always has. But even here, like NBA 2K isn't on this list for this month, right? And this is usually their butter period right now. And I yes, feel it's because indeed. you had a lot of people waiting for <laughs> Xbox Series X and PS5 to buy this game for this year. Like things yeah. like that. This is probably, like I said, I don't know the stats. I haven't looked at the detailed stuff, but something tells me if you went back and you looked at the total game sales for October of this year versus especially October of last year and two years ago, this is the weakest that we've seen it in a while. You're not wrong, and I guess we'll we'll just leave it there for sure. Um, I'll, I'll find a way to pivot this though. Watch pivot. The next thing that Chris is about to read highlights how the PlayStation five was weaker at launch than it is now. Chris, take it away. Tony's always weaker at launch than the Xbox. Uh, Sony has released a system update. It's apparently 20.02 dash O two dash, or I'm sorry, dot 25 dot zero zero system update for the PS5 specifics are not currently known, but the description reads this system software update improves system performance. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm, about to pass out. <laughs> I'm so trying. Uh, there have been reports that there are issues with the PS5's rest mode and the external hard drive related crashes, which the update may be attempting to address possibly hey possibly bro possibly I yeah the know. rest mode for me let you bring that up and i know you got another paragraph yeah i put it in a rest mode and it just goes out it cuts off does it do you have problems have you hooked up an external hard drive to it yet? not yet sir no okay well another news sean <laughs> <laughs> ps5 saves are only transferable to another console <laughs> if you're a PlayStation Plus a subscriber. <laughs> God damn you, John. Uh, and you can only do that via the cloud. Those who don't own a PS account for the time being have no other way of moving saves off their console. He's adding words. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, but that's nothing new. So, yeah, he's doing great. He's I do doing know. great. <laughs> this news comes following a recent announcement that the external hard drives cannot be used to run a PS5 game. But they can run the PS4 games you had yes. on them currently. So that was, hopefully we highlight that fact. But wasn't enough. that the thing like you couldn't, until this update, you couldn't actually hook up an external, right? No. Uh, in the book, this was bef the when I unboxed it in the book. Mm -hmm. says if you have old hard drives from your PS4, hook them up. You can play the PS4 games from those hard drives. Have you it's just the PS5 that? games that can't be PS5 put on. Right. Okay. Put There's on no the way to like move them. Up. Like You have to be exclusive to the hard drive. Yep. Yeah. All right. The SSD. SSD. <laughs> hey, John. Well, I don't want to listen. Let's, let's stop talking about PS5s and next generation stuff. We don't want to you know, John and his thing. And well, I will stop if I can borrow $2,000. <laughs> Wait, why do you need what? 
Well, John. scalpers are already selling Sony's console for prices upwards of two G's. Uh, CG's, Sean, is grand. It's short for $1,000. <laughs> eBay uh, is rampant with these types of price tags seeking to take advantage of poor little old me or the desperate parent wanting to make little Johnny's Christmas wishes come true. Why is it going to be Johnny? Uh, well, because, you know. What about you little Shawnee's Christmas? Or a little little Chris. Yeah. It's always Prefer. been it's always been little Johnny. It's not named after me. What? <laughs> a likely story from little Johnny. <laughs> Online retailers promise to that more stock is coming soon for scalpers to take further advantage. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell uh that I might be no, read it John, right. You can there tell was we'd be salty. You can tell we'd be salty. There was one person on Facebook who posted out this image and was a stack of Series X, a stack of PS5, a stack of 3080 TIs. No, <laughs> and you're just like, and he said he just, he was, he, he didn't even try to hide it. He was like, you want one of these? $1,000. You want two? At least 1500 that was That's his deal. deal. That That's was his deal. Bumbling. That's where That's we a are. Great right deal. Now. I just need to. I need to figure out how the bot software works. Yeah. For the next seven years. So well, I, I think to, you I you got to be careful with that because you can get banned. John, I've been All trying. One. <laughs> John, I've been trying to tell you for years. Machine learning is your friend, and you wouldn't listen to me. You know what's funny about that statement, Chris? I hang around you and John collectively together, and I've never heard you tell John that ever. <laughs> machine <laughs> learning? You never heard Play me say the words. No, your theory on machine learning to John, I've never heard you express that to him, but I believe it. It's true. You're not a liar. Thank you. Um, what else is not, What I mean, you could call that factual. So what else is factual is that Ghost of Tsushima is the fastest selling uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive. It set the record. It's legit. It sold more than 5 million copies since its release back in July. And that's according to PlayStation Worldwide Studios. And the head of that is Herman Holst. Herman says, or should I say Mr. Holst, we're thrilled and absolutely blown away by all of the support. Thank you to everyone who has played Ghost of Tsushima. And that was from a recent Twitter post from Sucker Punch. Was I the I wonder only if person we're to beat this? I should, uh, this is my next game for all you fans of the show that I have yet to open, but it was not because of anything other than I could not play video games. I was hurt. Someone and, uh, was talking about issues with, uh, this game on their PS5. I don't know how well it's wasn't running. Me. Yeah. I just saw something on Reddit. Someone was Well, I like, still got a PS4, Chris. Okay. <laughs> you can go back to it if you want. I just, uh, look, I thought it was a good game. Didn't think it was the greatest game. Um, Do you wish there was a sequel? I guess in theory there could be a sequel just because of the history and the events. There's that, a sequel. Yeah. Would the sequel be more of a prequel but still a sequel? You know what I'm saying? No, Five million copies means there's a sequel. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you, John. That was outselling Uncharted back in the PS3 days. Yeah, for sure. Now listen, obviously there was no shortage of Ghost of Tsushima copies for people to pick up. Not so much, uh, you know, the news for Xboxes and people hoping have to you, get one, Chris. Have you heard of my man, Tim Stewart? He is Never. the Microsoft CFO. Oh. Can I tell you who's indicated? <laughs> Unfortunately. 
Microsoft expects the storages of the Series X and S to continue through the first quarter of 2021. So sad. Uh, frankly, he says, quote, gaming is just exploding. That's the name of my Richard now. Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll continue to see supply shortages as we head into the post-holiday quarter. So Microsoft's Q3 calendar Q1. So for those who understand, the Q1 of a calendar is actually the Q3 for Microsoft in their reporting year. There we go. Because that's just how they do business. Yeah. Uh, And then when we get to Microsoft's Q4, which is April to June. So that's Q2 for everybody else. (laughs) Right. Of next year. All of our supply chains continuing to go full speed heading into the kind of pre-summer months. So I guess he's saying like, hey, you should expect shortages through that. Uh, Stewart expects the company will begin to meet demand by the April to June period. You oh, know that what scares great. me, boys? That's a relief. I'm so happy. No, like, they, they got, they're forecasting this. If you watch the news, though, man, <laughs> uh, the Rona is not going anywhere. No, it's and not. I don't know. I, uh, Chris, uh, bef- when we all three swung and missed on the pre-orders and the, and the, the purchases on release day of consoles. Well, John didn't go for Xbox though. Did you? Well, I'm just saying in general, we, yeah. we had very minimal luck. You got an Xbox. Sure. But you tried to get a PlayStation a lot, but I mean, it was hard. And, and we talked about, and you were trying to gas me up to make me feel better. Chris, you're like, well, you know, you hold on to the after the first year. You probably <laughs> turns out I, I am, I'm on team. You ain't getting one unless you're just lucky until at least the spring, possibly later. I definitely think not me, not John. (laughs) You'll just end up being the one who's the victor in this because you're going to get to the console with no bugs and actually has a lot of games to play. Yeah, that's right. And you already, what you'll do is you'll get your graphics card tomorrow Mm -hmm. or the day that every, you know, on Wednesday, because then you can play cyberpunk, John, and then you'll save up again and get your console that you want. And in the end, yeah, you're going to be the guy that, but that's, that's uh you know that's way in the future the important thing is watch, john watch is going nothing to get... nothing is going to be wrong at all <laughs> with your ps5 and your xbox series x nothing is wrong with them now but at some point in the future the you're going to have all the things yeah in 2027 i'm done what, i'm fine i'm fine what, what I'm... about what about games pass in the future john oh yeah games pass <laughs> How did I not have this one? Well, because you read Xbox shortages. I thought it was the official Xbox reporter for a weekly game. Shut your face and just drink more beer, Chris. Okay. 70% (laughs) of Xbox Series S and Series X owners are subscribed to Xbox Games Pass. I'm one of those. Must be nice. This news comes as Xbox celebrates its biggest console launch ever. Quote, your support... And what you accomplished in the first 24 hours. Oh, no. Oh, no. Launch. This is Twitter. Twitter speaks. You are John, 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 John. I got to stop you. You're speaking British or whatever that is. You did British. Xbox is in America. 
I first glitched. off, your I British glitched. broke Discord, so please go back to the start <laughs> of your. We're going to do this again. Yes, from Take your quote. Two and go. Yes. Your support and what you've accomplished in the first 24 hours of launch inspired us and demonstrated to us the connective power of play is more important than ever. Screw you, Xbox. According to Xbox Corporate Vice President Liz Hamron, Hamron additionally stated that 3,594 games spanning four generations of Xbox were played during the series launch, which is a record for the company. That's I'm cool. so happy for them. Listen, wow. I like that they have that much data and they know but, that. But seriously. Oh, yeah, isn't that creepy? Yeah. So creepy. how many do you think like total consoles they sold on launch day? Million That's the question. Five. Like maybe, yeah, like somewhere 1.5 to 2 million. 70% of those have game games pass. That's we just said that. Like no, no, like I'm just saying <laughs> that's such a yeah. huge yeah. huge component. Like if you say like if that continues, that trend continues as we get to say 10 million consoles sold. <laughs> what about Q2 million consoles? Will be, will be a 10 million then? Is huge. Q1? Huge. Is clear their idea is working out for them. <laughs> I agree. Hey, look, nothing but good news out of Team Xbox and their camp. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony's happy with the sales of their console. Nintendo's still dominating this past month in sales. What about uh, everybody's doing good? But what know. about Arcane, Sean? Well, it's funny you say that because not good news from Team Arcane. Arcane has officially confirmed that Deathloop will be coming out on May twenty first. 2021 and during that initial release period at least it will be coming to the pc and ps5 so sean can play i can't play death loop unless i go to a stupid old pc unless i get 3080 um, john's gonna play it on his new yeah on 60 800 xd can't wait till that's the subject next week uh deluxe edition will cost you $79.99 and comes with a pre-order bonus along with the Eat the Rich Tribunal unique weapon, a 44-carat, four-pounder unique weapon, Party Crash Colt skin, Sharpshooter Juliana skin, game soundtrack, two in-game buffs, and a Prey-inspired unique weapon exclusive to the PS5 well, I'm sorry, not Sean. John. Yeah. <laughs> is the only reason you're holding out to buy this on the PS5 so you can get the Prey-inspired unique weapon? You know, that was going to be my question, too. That's the only reason this made the news. Got to be honest. It's just a joke, John, because we know how much you love Prey. This is a big piece of news. Yeah. Uh, no, you're no, salty. no, no. You're salty because you're not is, a next-gen. Don't on. take that out on me when I make a joke, man. On top of you that, know? I will say this. I love Dishonored, but John, between the two of us, is by far the biggest Arcane fan. There's no question about that. Yeah, he loves it. I want to give him love this. you, John. While he talks, I'm gonna get it. <clears throat> I love it so much. So say something, John. Talk about Arcane. Yes. Once upon a time, I got Dishonored for <laughs> Christmas. I was like, okay, I'll give this a try. Ooh, gosh. Why won't you play that? (laughs) Sean just hold 
or I'm sorry, held, held up, up a, a <laughs> copy of Dishonored 2 in a very steel nice book. steel yeah. bookcase. And but, you, me and John are just wanting <clears throat> to throw arrows at him because that of, game wow. will blow you away. Yeah. Was, I, I got, I, I bought into the hype, you know, John really can make you want something. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he really made me want to play the Dishonored series and I probably should give those another go. Hey, John. I didn't give it the chance it deserved. How's it feel to know that Arcane's probably going to make the next uh, Gears of War game? <laughs> That's Because Microsoft owns them now, and they can do whatever they want with them. <laughs> wow. Let's just mess with my head. Right? Yeah, that, that was weird. <laughs> just make another Dishonored game. Yes. That's yeah. That's probably what they're going to tell them to do. Who knows? Who knows? But mm-hmm. um, And then tell them to sell it summer <laughs> so it sells hey you know we meant we mentioned that that wasn't good news for arcane it i thought it was more of a delay it's not i mean may's not that far around the corner no let's, delays let's are better positive. than hacks huh? if you will sean listen i hey. love saying the word hack you do uh it wasn't my go it was it's my go-to of something you know is hack but it also means like computers and stuff <laughs> capcom capcom hack Hey, Sean, Capcom can I... Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to hack this. I have to hack that, this. That last segment was hack. I got to stop. I have to hack you. You got to hack me. I don't want to hack you, but I hack have me. to because I have to say, Finally this week! Okay, right. now you can go. That's how, that's how it's supposed to be, folks. Capcom has provided an update regarding, um, you know, its hack indicating that sales and financial information have been compromised and that 350,000 pieces of personal information may have been stolen. When they say may have been, it has been. Uh, Capcom has indicated that persons whose information has been compromised is being contacted, and anyone who wants to know more can contact their region's customer support. Other information in the hack seemingly confirms plans for future releases to include Resident Evil and Monster Hunter, but nothing has been Confirmed, confirmed. It would seem that Res 8 could be coming uh, as early as April of the year 2021. Yeah, what was it like? They had that, and then was it a Monster Hunter expansion? Right, John? That That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. That sucks. I I feel bad for them because, you know, companies should release things as far as information to the public when they are ready to right like when you think of something like just the previous one like bethesda obviously we would like to think starfield is coming this fall but (laughs) todd howard should let that know when it's coming when he wants you to know it's coming so i feel more hype about a game we've only seen a logo for by the way by the way i'm not surprised like it makes sense in terms of timeline that yeah april may makes sense for uh resident evil 8 but it just sucks i feel bad for them there should be less hackers <laughs> yeah that is a long can of pbr it's a second or third one it's fine uh, but yeah that wraps it up for the news for this week we hope that uh you enjoyed all of those tidbits now you have knowledge to go spread to people who were not knowledged at all Amazing. Uh, what we'll do now is we'll pivot to our, you know, emails and social media discord portion of our show where you guys interact and talk to us. 
So we'll see you on the other side. Hey, remember when they asked for a drunk cast again? Before? It just happened organically. Just go just ahead. Just happened. Go. the future in the year 3000 if you want to be cool like matt and email the show you can obviously do that at our um our email address which is weekly games chat at gmail.com matt writes in and says uh the holiday season or i'm sorry since the holiday season is fast approaching i've been wondering if the new uh ghost of the show's duties will consist of continuing the video games music spectacular Last year was the first time I listened to it, and I was surprised by how much I really enjoyed it. Even going back to the previous ones I skipped a couple of years before. Matt, I'm going to answer for Chris. He's at least going to be a part of it for sure. He does such a good job at it if he's down for it. I don't. I, I want to offer the help that I could give if needed, but I also have a twist that I'm not ready to quite disclose yet. Uh, I'm going to run it by Chris, and we'll see how to present it to you guys. There um, was... There was a part of me, Matt, when I started doing this again, that I was like, there was one episode that got my bones jonesing. <laughs> it was the Christmas Spectacular because it was this wonderful time of the year where these two dudes, they have families, they're doing things and all that, and I could actually just like sit down and just like focus on something I really love, which is music and bringing in to video games. I'm definitely excited to see what me and Sean can do together with it. Um, and as long as Sean is fine with it, I am definitely down to be a part of it. So we will yeah, see where it goes. You know, during the holiday seasons, uh, whatever you're, you know, if, if you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, whatever you celebrate during the holiday season, there are traditions that go with it. And I feel like in our community, in our weekly game chat community, uh, the the music spectacular is definitely the, a tradition. The question so. is what Christmas m- movie can I parody for the image on this year? Because I've done, I did home alone last year and I felt like I was like, I don't know if I can beat that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Home we'll alone is kind of a classic. We'll see. There, there are a lot to choose from and home alone we'll definitely we'll, we'll, we'll see. And I don't dispute that. Uh, as you guys know, we also have a discord. It's, uh, it's basically it, the, the fans of the show, the Richards, they, they make it breathe. They keep it running. They are the oil to the machine. And if you want to be a part of that community, make sure you find a way to get in contact with us via email, Twitter, whatever it is. We'll get you hooked on up over there to our discord The machine. Uh, and over there, we can find uh, from time to time a couple of emails. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Punkhead for saying, uh, get your emails in or last minute shout outs, you know, to the big Richards. That'd be us. Thank you, Punkhead, for reminding folks. Hey, uh, uh, not real quick, Sean. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Punkhead who let me know he's uh, shared his plex with me. And I want to first shout out that he told me New Mutants was on there. And then I want to shout out that then he came back to me and said, by the way, 
uh, don't watch that. New Mutants is terrible. <laughs> hey, you can have this. By the way, don't watch it. Uh, Nacho, Nacho, ordinary gamer, uh, asked the question, and I'll try my best to read it. Uh, let's see. Art thou going to wait, Good Richards, for your new systems, or will you pimp out, as they say, and go uh, balls to the whizzles? Uh, and uh, can I say? Can I say the next? Like, just basically make your mat your your wife mad. Mm. Splurge on a device that plays the games you already own, but quote are better. All love. That's what's up, Nacho. Um, obviously, I did. And my wife was a ride or die, and was like, no, "She's doing. You do it. Do it." So, and John's wife, his wife, his wife, his wife is also down for, you know, him doing what it needs to get done. So, uh, we also have one more email ish oh. from our Discord from can a mini G. Can I read that one? Yeah, go ahead and read it, Chris. That's the question. He's my fave. Yeah, I love this dude because he is dedicated. And he says, "Sup, guys. Sup, a mini." So, what genre mix would you guys love to see? For example, do you want a Skyrim game with an option to be a general and turn into Total War? FIFA inside of, say, something like GTA? I would love a Mount and Blade game, which I almost bought and I still consider, uh, with the depth of a Skyrim universe. Enjoy your week. So I guess maybe if like he's saying like if you could have a hybrid, what would it be? That's a hard one, isn't it? And for me it personally, really I would say I want an Assassin's Creed, but I want it to be truly in the vein of a Todd Howard game. That's the best I can offer. Like I feel like they they dance around it and they think about it, but they never really truly commit to those who love those Bethesda software games. They don't, they don't go the full yard and I would love it if they could like shed all the other stuff that goes along with being an Ubisoft title and just make that. I would love a destiny style game Mm. with a a trailer park baseball mini game <laughs> put in it from the game that Chris and I played together. Chris, what was the name of that game? I'm having a complete a way brain out. fart. A way out. Plus, also an arena where you could hop in and play Rocket League. I would just like to point <laughs> out that Sean could not hit my curveball. It was massively curvy, <laughs> just like my Richard. Wait, what, what about you, John? You like a lot of things. Mario inside of a Tetris game. Oh, wait, that's oh. Dr. Mario. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Give us something that you really want, though. I mean, I feel the first word like is Metroid. Hybrid? We're talking like, about like, I feel the yeah, first word for together. you is Metroid. What is the second word for that? <clears throat> like a Zelda Metroid game. A stealth Metroid game, like Dishonored. <laughs> you mean like Metal Gear Solid nice. 5? Oh, oh. Can you really sneak up on Ridley? I don't know. Hmm. Well, the brain's just in a tank. <laughs> it can't go nowhere. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's nice. So, guys, if you like being part of Discord and you want to get an email read, I told you the ways to do it. Get on it if you're not a part of the community. Uh, we also have a Twitter uh, that we uh, we keep you know we keep you know keeping you informed on the haps. Uh, that's weekly games chat 
uh, on Twitter there. And we have some notifications I want to catch up on this past week. Uh, first of all, thank you to Justice Platt for saying uh, and retweeting last week's episode uh, that the best long-running joke in gaming podcasts has finally come to an end. Uh, he says that today was a special day to go check out the podcast. And, of course, last week's episode was fantabulous. I finally played the game of the year. I don't know the game that was talked about. It was just uh, some idea. Uh, our friend David McClendon said, What? No way. Gosh, I got to get caught up. I'm like two episodes behind. Also, I've been uh, procrastinating said game for similar reasons as you, Sean. More to come on that after I listen, which is great. Fantasmic. Uh, a funny tweet was one from January 10th, around the time we did our Literacy Alliance annual trivia B. If you remember, the listeners donated money to get us in. Uh, and life was good and we finished third place like some G's that we are at that point uh, Draven had said how much to get DJ good to play HZD Game I that. like I like the tweet the other day so then he then tweeted this tweet aged pretty well because it's you know no November now. I don't even know <laughs> what that stands for by the way HZD um, sounds like an episode about nothing it's hilarious uh let's see we sent uh another prime uh, way you can get in touch for with us to get a discord invite at uh uh let's see wig in 79 wanted a discord invite sent us a direct message on uh twitter boom discord invite how cool is that so let's go to our homepage and see if we got any new followers any new uh things like that we do uh, two new followers to say hello. Welcome to the family at La J I K K logic. I'll say it like that. Thank you for the follow following you back. And these have to be tied together uh, at logical spelled the same way, but with an A L at the end of it. Thank you for the follow following you back. Uh, if you want to be um, welcome to the community live on the show, just like that, make sure you follow us at weekly games chat on Twitter. Uh, send us emails anytime you feel like you have something to tell us. And uh, we really like for you to be a part of our discord community with that. I'll ask Chris, cause I have been doing here recently. What episode this is. Two. Chris is drunk. He has no idea that it's episode 282. It's yeah, fine. I'm pretty sure it's 282. Uh, and that's pretty much going to do it for us. Unless the boys have any last minute thing they want to add. I don't think so. I think John has to go get ice cream for his wife. Your wife, his wife, and I have hot dogs with chili and macaroni and cheese and some other goodness in there waiting on me. Isn't so that just a scrambled dog? Yes, yeah, just a scrambled dog, bro. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me clear my throat. So with that, <laughs> I will simply say we have come to a ending of episode two eighty two. And to that, I'll say, Chris, game on, my friend. Hey, game on, Sean. Game on, Sean. To John? Like, whatever. Game on. Next gen. Whatever. Ouch. To my friend, my dear friend, Johnny Bear. This beautiful Zelda shirt on today. Game on, my friend. Game the freak on. (laughs) Nothing back from John to me. That hurts my feelings. Game on, Chris. I love you, too. (laughs) More! Peace out, everybody. Your mom's... Like, whatever, thug life.